Hi, everyone. Yitz Epstein here, Narcissistic Abuse Life Coach. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. Today, I'll be talking about the makings of a narcissist. I've been asked to cover this subject several times, and it is a good one, so thank you for joining me. And to begin, the narcissistically wounded individual um, will most often have come from a family of origin that had parenting that was rejecting, disapproving, unaffectionate, and non-unconditionally loving. So conditionally loving. Um, This child has been taught early and often that they only receive approval um, by pleasing this parent and by being good enough for the narcissistic parent. Um, This is referred to as narcissistic supply. uh, When the child is then turned uh, as a form of sort of reflection of what uh, to prove that the parent is good enough. So ultimately the parent is suffering from low self-esteem, addiction, narcissistic tendencies themselves, feeling extremely uh, not so great about themselves, and ultimately will use the child to then puff up their sense of self. So as opposed to the child uh, being served, being, being, being attuned to by the parent, the pe- child now needs to attune to the parent's needs and serve those parents' needs, ultimately rejecting themselves in place of the parent's uh, extremely age-inappropriate needs. So the child has learned um, that they have little value outside of this this experience of what the parent can gain from them. Uh, they learn to become extremely, uh, their, I should say, their, their true sense of self becomes extremely rejected. Um, and I would say the main wounding of narcissistic abuse is emotional neglect. Um, there's really a balancing act between emotional neglect and smothering. Uh, the, the emotional neglect is the rejection of the child's true emotions and needs. The smothering is the controlling aspect where the parent uh, literally controls the child and and, and manipulates them into becoming a source of supply. So because of this insecure foundational home, because ultimately they can't have that ability, they don't have that ability to have strong, rock-solid parents who who give them the tools to build a self, the child creates this faulty foundation and ultimately becomes extremely, uh, oftentimes becomes extremely either codependent where they have learned that they can only get their needs met by pleasing others or they'll themselves become the perpetrator and become narcissistic and ultimately a narcissistic abuser. In addition, there's, well, there's several ways that, uh, that, that the family dynamics can set up a child to be a narcissist. And I will say that narcissistic individuals isn't a guarantee. Uh, there are some people who have gone through these experiences and have been able to protect their their true sense of self and hold on to their identity and ultimately heal. This is um, extremely difficult work. And even if you have been wounded, have lost your sense of self, there are things to be done uh, that can help you resurrect your true sense of self. Uh, but in childhood, oftentimes there's the idealized child, which is um, which is oftentimes the golden child, which is where the child learns um, that love is synonymous with um, with success, and success will get you what you want in life. Uh, so this child learns that success equals happiness. They also learn that by accomplishing things, they will have value, um, which is obviously um, extremely neglecting of their true emotional well-being, their true self. They will hate their flaws. This child will oftentimes feel extreme shame by any perceived flaw. They'll become extraordinarily perfectionistic. Um, this idealized child will have learned that their talents are what make them good enough. 
and they will obsess over success and talents. In addition, um, the parents will take on these talents as their own. So they'll almost pilfer, steal, and 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 um, and uh, take on the the talent the talents of the child, they approve the uh, successes of the child, and make them their own. Um, this is uh, this sets up a dynamic where the child is running to become good enough, only to be robbed of all their uh, belongings, of all their successes. An extremely devastating experience for a child to go through, ultimately crushing their sense of self which then leads to, um, again, that, that sense of I'm not good enough and therefore I need to puff up my own sense of self, my own uh, lack of self, my own false self in order to feel an ounce of, of being good enough, being acceptable, being loved. This child will only be praised when the parent looks good. Uh, they, will be, they will learn quickly um, through negative reinforcement, positive reinforcement, punishment, abuse, that if they don't, make the parent look good, they're, they're, they're worthless. Um, so they, they develop this, this is almost intuition of, of checking in with the parent's needs, um, sharp, sharp sense of awareness of what the parent needs, and then work, strive tirelessly to give the parent what this parent wants, um, because they feel special, because the parent has chosen them to be, to be the golden child. Uh, they will feel a very strong pull and a sense of uh, life mission almost to to make this parent feel good enough. Um, they are recruited to support the parent's fragile or broken or annihilated ego and sense of self. Um, and this does not end after childhood. Uh, unfortunately, this goes well into adulthood, pervasively invading the the, the adults uh, the adult child of a narcissistic abuser's sense of um, warping their sense of, of accomplishment and ultimately their, their drive in life because it, they, they end up really running after a lifetime of trying to just build a, an empire within themselves to, to mask these feelings of, of worthlessness. In addition, sibling rivalry um, will oftentimes create narcissistic abusers because the limited supply of love and, and, and acceptance, really there is no love and acceptance, but the, ch the children are under this illusion that the reason why no one, none of the children feel loved is because they're not good enough. So they'll compete with each other. Uh, this is where you see extremely competitive narcissists becoming extraordinarily successful because the competition is fierce, love is limited, and love is almost like pretty much oxygen to this child. So they will become in just hyper-focused on becoming better than their siblings. Eventually, they'll become hyper-focused on becoming better than their colleagues and ultimately becoming the best at what they can do. Um, in reality, love does not exist. Love is synonymous with um, one-upping, being better than. Uh, it's a chase for a carrot on a stick. <coughs> Excuse me. The 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 um, carrot on a stick is obviously the parent's love, uh, really, to make the parent feel okay. So unconsciously, this child and then eventually adult is really just trying to please the parent um, as much as they possibly could, not realizing that they'll never get that. Uh, their accomplishments later on in life might seem to try to impress others, but in reality, unconsciously, it is a desperate need to impress the parent, I should say, to make the parent feel enough, feel okay. Narcissism is often promoted in, sh in, in narcissistic families because this is seen as an admiral trait. Uh, everyone for themselves, and everyone has to fight for 
for you know survival of the fittest. Everyone has to fight for uh, really a sense of being good enough and ultimately pleasing mom and dad. So this becomes a way of life. This becomes okay. This becomes normalized. Um, and oftentimes you see family, narcissistic families cleave to narcissistic communities, narcissistic environments, because it's it's almost like wild, wild, wildly accepted, or I should say accepted by the, the group that this is the way it is and, and uh, you just have to compete for any form of acceptance and love. Narcissistic parents groom their children groom the golden child to be the next narcissistic parent uh, as a way of passing down the legacy of narcissism. Uh, so they see this as, as something that, uh, and the child feels this, and this is specifically, pervasively abusive, where the child feels so incessantly and incredibly pressured to live up to a standard of carrying on the family narcissism. Ultimately, it cracks their sense of self and the false self takes over, and they will work tirelessly to 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 live up the, to the family name. Uh, some suddenly, this pressure uh, is not just about being good enough; it's about you have a legacy to carry on of the family values, and the value the values in this case are to be accomplished, to be good enough, to be successful, to be anything to mask these shameful feelings of of, of feeling humiliated and, and not good enough. You'll oftentimes you'll oftentimes find the critical parents. Uh, rejecting parents, um, parents who are have standards that are just way too high, um, will set the child up for feeling very inadequate. Uh, and in order to combat these um, these these extreme criticism, these critic, the inner critic that is passed down from the parent to the child, uh, the, the child will take on this inner critic and really beat themselves up and, and destroy their own self. Um, Using this this the same negative message, these negative messages to 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 essentially beat themselves into a very high position of power, success, um, adoration by others. Um, this will become the, the the ruler, the 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 critical parents' super ego. Their negative messages will become the ruler of the child's life, uh, and they will ultimately become self-abusive. And, and this really sets up the child to become abusive to others because they're. Uh, trying to off-source this negative inner critic, which becomes a tyrant in their mind. So the critical parent really sets up the child to become very self-critical, uh, which ultimately leads to feeling extremely inadequate with the inability to reach high standards that are set by this critical parent. They will then lean into this false self of superior, this false sense of superiority. Again, another setting up of a false self, because it works to mask this inner critic. Uh, something to the tune of, if I do this and that, then the inner critic will be finally pacified. The, the inner critic parent, which, the, the critical parent, which now becomes the inner critic of the child, will finally be pacified. It works as a defense and ultimately does not work long-term. People, or actually narcissistic, narcissistically injured, uh, wounded, and narcissistic individuals will end up pushing people away and only pulling them close when they can use them or control them. The second they cannot control them, the second they become too successful, they will be devalued and discarded. Uh, this happens in childhood. This is a replay of childhood where the critical parent will push away the child and only accept the child back if they're playing their role. They're doing enough. Um, and this really plays itself out in, in adulthood where the, the critical, the criticized child becomes extremely critical of others and themselves. In other ways, and, and will never be able to get close to others because others who try to get close to them will be 
hurt, being devalued, and um, ultimately discarded. So I hope this I hope this uh, podcast resonated with you. If you had a childhood that sounded anything like this, chances are you have been injured emotionally, perhaps narcissistically wounded. Um, there are certainly things that could be done. Uh, I heard oftentimes, oh, can somebody who's a narcissist change? Well, a narcissist is just somebody with a with a wound. Can somebody who's wounded change? Well, yeah, it takes work, it takes healing, um, but it certainly first step takes an admittance that you have had these experiences and that you were helpless to change. So if you're struggling to recover, please do reach out for coaching. I work with a therapy method called Mind Map Therapy alongside Dr. Judy Rosenberg, who's the founder of the Psychological Healing Center, who created this system. The system is effective, extremely profoundly effective in helping people recover from narcissistic abuse by identifying wounds of childhood as well as adulthood that have leading you to self-sabotaging behaviors, feeling worthless, and operating out of a false sense of self that is not allowing you to really live from your authenticity and and, uh, and, and fulfillment. So please do reach out. I can be reached at yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. Uh, please do feel free to like and share this podcast if you found it beneficial. Thank you so much. All the best.